Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I think that that's really it. Um, acknowledging that we are going to make mistakes because we are human. Um, and the real lesson in life is to learn from those mistakes and to do what we can to make life better for people. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we're back with the CEO and founder of High Impact Property Investments. Dr. Dion Payne. We'll explore the strategies that she's using to raise the $1 billion for ethical property projects. As well as this, she'll delve into the resources that she used along her journey and a strong belief in setting intentions. In our last conversation with Dr. Payne, we learned about her passion for sustainability and for developing properties. Now, let's explore the strategy that she uses. I'm an (laughs) ex-developer. I'm very happy to say that. (laughs) Uh, Just in terms of my temperament, I'm, I'm I'm much better at the relationship side than the development and, you know, sort of the project management side. Uh, project management is very detailed. There's lots of moving parts, and and for me, um, there are other developers out there that are doing what it is that I want to see happen in the world in creating more affordable and sustainable homes. So I'm I'm much happier to support them. So now I raise capital for developers that are doing that, um, and um, I have an investor network. So when I I actually I'm on the side of the investors, um, but I'm funneling money into. Um, developers that I believe are genuinely uh, doing the right thing when it comes to creating homes that have that social and environmental impact. Uh, So when I work with investors, I talk about how um, they can achieve double-digit returns, they can be part of the solution, and they can invest in alignment with their values. To be able to find investors that share the same base as Dr. Payne, networking is crucial. And I do that through um, uh, what I call the investor network, where we we bring the investors in and we, we you know we'll talk to them about the different projects, um, but there's a lot of oversight in those projects. So I always want investors to be not just invested in with their money, but invested in with themselves as well. So, as an example, we've got a project at the moment where we do monthly webinars. Uh, so they're monthly webinars with the developer. So it, you know the investors. I've got one tonight actually. Uh, so the investors uh, will get on the call. The developer will be there. Um, they'll give the project report, um, and the investors will be able to ask questions. Now the developer could just give a written report. That you know they'd be fulfilling their 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 duty. Um, but for me, it's just important that um, you know the investors get to be part of that journey. And there was an experience that I had um, in one call that we had, I should say, um, where 
um, on one of the projects, the uh, developer was saying, well, you know, we've, we're selling the units, but this one unit we're not able to sell. And, and so there were lots of, um, uh, there was lots of feedback and, and suggestions from the investors as to, you know, how we could market this particular property to sell. And then, you know, they all got sold and, and that was great and the investors got the great return. So it's that level of collaboration and bringing investors on a journey because the property development industry is one of the least trusted industries. So if you can shine a light and sort of have some transparency into the moving parts that happen throughout the process, then people get more, you know, so they have more trust in the process and they want to be part of it. And particularly if there is the social and environmental uh, impact aspect as well, um, then and, and those stories are measured and recorded uh, then people have more trust in the whole thing and we can get some really great outcomes as a result of that. So that's what excites me. And, you know, I, like I said, I, I work with the investors, um, but we support developers that um, we believe are doing the right thing. And, and we can we can see and, and be part of uh, that journey with them as well. Through strong networking, Dr. Payne was able to find her first developer to work with I remember finding my first uh, developer and he, you know, at the time we were business partners we, or we, we became business partners and I remember saying to him, look, I, you know, I want to raise capital for you. You're clearly a better developer than I am um, and I want to raise capital for you but but it has to, if I'm going to do it, then it has to be for, um, for creating affordable and sustainable homes um, because I know that if I'm not 100% behind something, I, like it's just not going to happen. Um, and so for him, he said, well, look, actually, I've been thinking about creating an ethical investment fund for a long time, and maybe we could do that together. So we started down that journey together, and um, then he is now building more of these affordable and sustainable homes, and I'm super happy to be supporting him through the work that I do. Um, and so, you know, a lot of it is networking, a lot of it is, you know, word of mouth. I had a conversation with somebody today who is creating affordable homes for women over 55. That was a beautiful conversation, really inspiring. Um, I, I know that we're going to end up doing great work together. And that was a recommendation from somebody else that is part of that developer community as well. So I think that there's, um, yeah, like a, as I talk about what I do, and part of writing the book as well actually was uh, to just put that on a bigger stage and say, look, this is what I'm doing. Who, who's who's in, you know? Um, and um, yeah, as, as I as I sort of shared that message and, and more people have been attracted. And, you know, it's funny. I, again, last night I went to a networking event and um, just happened to be sitting opposite somebody and it's like, what do you do? What do you do? Um, and she is a social enterprise that works with other social enterprises and knows people that are in the building industry and that are doing exactly what it is that I'm looking for in, in developers. So I think that, when I set this business up, um, high impact property investments, it was with a purpose that was beyond the money and beyond the financial return. It was like, the question was, how do we create something where we can raise a billion dollars for these ethical property projects? And because that purpose is there and because it's really in service of the people that need it, there's this driving force which I'm just like, okay, I'll just I'll just go where I'm <laughs> I'll just go where I'm directed to go. And you know, it's funny because what happened last night was that, you know, somebody invited me to go to this event. Um, and because I like the person, I was just like, Yeah, of course. And then I realized that my husband was gonna be out and I was gonna be out, and then it was like, Oh, my kids aren't old enough to sort of they're not old enough to be alone by themselves at that time of the night. So 
then I was like, okay, well, I've got to get a babysitter, but, you know, am I really going to pay for a babysitter? And, oh. But, you know, the thing was, well, you know, where I got to was like, no, it feels right. Okay, I'm going to pay for the babysitter. And I reckon I'm going to get way more business out of that one meeting than, um, you know, the cost of the babysitter. Like that's inconsequential. Experiences like this only confirm Dr. Payne's belief that you have to follow your heart as well as your head. I've learned that, you know, if I have too much head, um, that's not a good thing. If I have too much heart, that's not a good thing either. I've, I've gone down that path, it was disaster. But if I can b- combine the both of them, then um, then things are good. So, um, yeah, I think that's the, you know, sort of wrapping that up. It's like having a purpose that's bigger than just the money, having a purpose that's, um, that's really about, well, how can I serve um, the people that I, I want to serve? And having that first and foremost in any decision that I make, is it like, you know, is what I'm doing actually going to benefit the people that I want it to benefit? No, I'll leave it. Yes, okay, well, let's do it. And, and a very interesting um, thing that happened, I, I met with a couple of developers because I'm trying to bring more developers into the fold and I met with a couple of developers and, you know, part of me was like, mm, this doesn't feel this doesn't feel right. I wonder what it is. And I have quite a rigorous uh, process when I'm screening developers because at the end of the day I'm working for the investors and we don't want to be losing money unnecessarily it's not to say that every project is going to work it you know there, there's definitely risks in property development and they're clearly defined um, but th- there was just something in this um, you know that they weren't willing to commit to the process and um, eventually uh, it, it became apparent that they weren't the right uh, developers to be working with and initially I was like oh I was really kind of I, I sensed that, but I was willing to work with them to, to try and make it work. And then, you know, I just recognized that actually the process that I've got in place to screen developers is good because it's screened out. And, and you know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's time and energy that is involved in getting to the stage where investors will are confident enough to invest into a project. And if I'd wasted my time with these people, and, and no disrespect to them as people, but it was just it just wasn't the right deal. But if I'd in the old days, the old me would have gone, no, 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 we'll try and make it work, and you know, sort of bend myself in knots to try and make it work. Whereas the new me is like, well, actually, no, that doesn't work. We've put a process in place. They're not willing to follow that process. Therefore, we walk away, and I use my energy and time and attention on people that are a fit. And then I had the most beautiful conversation with somebody today who is absolutely a fit for what we're doing. So it's, it's, it's all of it. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, using the skills that I have in doing property development and, and using the skills that I have in building those relationships and also sort of knowing in my heart when it's time to walk away and just go, no, this isn't working. And, and also having the process in place to screen that out. One of Dr. Payne's goals is raising $1 billion for ethical property projects, but how is she going about approaching it? Well, I was very, very, very systematic. And I remember when um, when the billion dollars came up and I was ranting to a friend and, and that's how it came up. I was like, right, I'm going to raise, I, I don't like this whole coal mining thing and I don't like how money's going over there. What if we move some of that money over here and, and you know, sort of have that, um, have put it into projects that help people and planet to thrive. And, and, you know, property is my thing. I love property. I love the creative nature of property. So what if we do that? So that's where that billion dollars came from. And, and I remember when it kind of, you know, it was just this like, blah, and it came out. And it was like, I did not think that. That just came out. And so 
I remember initially when I was talking to people about it and I'd say, you know, a billion dollars and I'd, I'd almost be like, you know, billion dollars, uh, you know, sort of a bit embarrassed about the number. And I remember a few people or a couple of people at the start, they were like, I wouldn't say that, like, you know, like you, you just don't sound very credible. <laughs> um, but, you know, for me it was like, but I, yeah, like I'm going to say it because, like, yeah, I, I believe it. And now I, I remember at one point that um, – I was talking to somebody and I'd obviously told him about my goal um, and he repeated it back to me. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to help you get to a billion dollars. So it was like, okay, other people believe in it as well. And there's something about that, you know, like when you speak something, speaking something into existence. And now I'm actually at the stage that a billion dollars, like I think that I'm shooting too low. And I, I have to say, I have to say this is not, it's, it's not about me. Like I couldn't raise a billion dollars on my own, but I can bring a community of people together to create that. Um, and that's the exciting thing. So um, going back to your question about how we're going to get to a billion dollars, well, I realized that the best way that I work is through finding, um, to, to creating partnerships with people that have a database of investors or or that have, you know, sort of like fund managers, that sort of thing. And so finding the people that already have that resource before I do and creating partnerships with them. And those partnerships are based on relationships um, and the relationship is easy because there's a bigger purpose uh, rather than, okay, we're all going to make a mot, so let's just do it. It's like, no, we're actually working in service of, of the need here. How are we going to make this work? And those are the exciting conversations to have. Coming up after the break, we hear about the value of using all resources available to you. I made the connection quite early on that property development and personal development go hand in hand. She will share some encouraging words. Just live your life because it's all going to make sense in the end. We'll learn about the importance of goal setting. I think it comes back to, like if anything, the luck comes because you have, you've set an intention and you've set a goal. And that's next. I'm Taran Sham and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey there. Over the years, I've built up a portfolio of properties and it's been great to see capital growth. But the challenge I face is the passive income has been quite poor, providing a net return of 3 to 4% per annum. I'd have to buy at least 10 properties or more to generate $100,000 per year. Now, if I had the cash to buy these outright, which I didn't, then I need the help of banks and as they wouldn't lend me more, I was stuck. This is when I start looking into alternative investments where I could use my equity and cash to generate 25 to 30% per annum returns and fast track my passive income goal. In a short space of two years, I've been able to achieve this goal and have tripled my passive income instead. Now, if you want to learn more on how I did this, SMS me your name and email address on 04-88-88-31-32 and I'll send you a free report explaining how I did it. We have followed Dr. Payne's journey from childhood to raising $1 billion. Hers is a story of great success. So, let's take a look at what resources she used along the way. I made the connection quite early on that property development and personal development go hand in hand. Um, on that project, the 14 townhouse project that I mentioned, we hit a roadblock and it was around the valuer actually. 
Um, it wasn't just the value; it was the you know the value of the finance. Uh, there was something else um, that happened, and I just the solicitor that we used um, was <laughs> really not very good. Um, and to the point where, you know, I was approaching joint venture partners with the paperwork that I'd spent a lot of money on. Um, and, and they were like, this is a scam. Like this, the, uh, their solicitors were saying this, this doesn't seem right. So, you know, I'd, I'd wasted a lot of money and time. And I just happened to be sitting next to somebody in a networking event. And she was a facilitator for a personal development course. Um, and there was something about her. She didn't really talk about what it was that she did, but there was just something about her where I felt... I'm going to follow this thread because I know that somehow I'm going to get to the answer that I, I need. Um, and so I did a weekend course um, and then got really into the personal development journey because I was like, this is amazing because I, I, I really got to see what my limiting beliefs were. And a lot in those days was around my value and what I had to offer. Um, and so I remember having gone on that personal development course um, and I'd had all these roadblocks and I was really trying to make it work with these JV partners, going on the course, blowing away these limiting beliefs. Within the week, the deal was done on that property and, and I had joint venture partners, I had the bank finance and it was all there. And it wasn't that it wasn't there before. It was all, it was all there. I just couldn't see it because I had this kind of mess of beliefs about my self-worth and all other kinds of crap going on. Um, so once that cleared, it was like, oh, okay. Da, 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 da. join the dots okay off we go um and and so the personal development aspect of it kept me going all the way through that project even even in the spectacular um uh it, it wasn't a collapse but it was a spectacular dysfunctional <laughs> relationship there was a personal development course that helped her to reflect on her role in that project like you know obviously the tendency or not obviously, but my tendency was to blame the builder and blame the joint venture partner and go, it was all their fault. Uh, but then, you know, the personal development part of it was like, what did I do? And just being really honest with that um, brought so many revelations and, and you know, it was wonderful. And I, I just, if it wasn't for that personal development journey, I wouldn't be here now. And it's not even, it's not over, like it's continuing. Um, but the, the beauty of it is that, you know, in, in being able to sort of let go of all of those limiting beliefs, it's not that there's not any anymore, there certainly are, but you know, being able to let go of those, I've moved to the next stage where I can actually consider how I can help humanity. Whereas before, it's like, how can I help myself? Um, and, and, you know, sort of feeling like I was failing quite miserably at that, actually. Um, but now it's like, okay, well, the, the limiting beliefs are now different because it's like, okay, well, you know, what's stopping me from being the best that I can be to support others to be the best that they can be. And that's the, like, I prefer this phase of my life. She'll share specifically what courses she has found helpful along her journey. Look, there were a few things that I did that I, I feel that I, I need to credit. Uh, so the first one um, was um, Stuart Zadell. He's a, he's a property educator and um, not so much property nowadays, but, you know, um, he used to do these uh, two or three day events and, and do a lot of work around mindset. So that kind of got me started. Um, and then the, the course that I did um, for that weekend, and then I got quite heavily into that, uh, was called the Avatar course. Um, and that that was great. That, that um, you know, so many things came up as a result of doing that. Um, and it was, so it was really beneficial. I, I, I really believe that if I hadn't have done that course, I probably wouldn't be here now. 
Um, but then there was another course um, that I did called Money in You. So whereas the Avatar course was really about, you know, sort of the personal responsibility aspect, the Money in You was examining my, well, anybody that takes the course, their relationship to money and the games that we play in our life, which, uh, you know, games really show what your behavioral patterns are. And the Money in You course is all about games. So that was amazing. And, and then, you know, sort of the Money in You franchise, I guess you call it, they have other courses as well. So you get deeper and deeper and deeper into it. Um, and um, one of those deeper courses was I, I, after the sort of, I spent a few years in the wilderness just going, I don't know what to do or how I'm going to make this work, this development journey after my initial um, uh, project. Um, and I, I just, you know, initially I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go it alone. Like if, if I can't rely on anybody else, I'm going to go it alone. And that, um, that other course that I was just mentioning um, had an experience where I, I realized that I really needed to collaborate. Like I wasn't going to get anywhere unless I collaborated. And then my business partner, um, my old business partner walked into my life uh, shortly afterwards. So, and, and that was, you know, that was amazing. And then he, and, and I'm happy to tell you about him, his name's Simon Peters. His organization is the 360 Collective. He was um, the most amazing mentor to me. So I did all this personal development, but then got mentored sort of out of the property development side of things because I had quite a few projects on the go and I was just like, I don't really want to be doing it, but I don't know how to step out of it. He helped me through that stage to be able to be in a position where I could go, okay, I'm just raising capital for developers and that's my sweet spot. So, yeah. So lots of amazing, lots of amazing mentors through those courses, um, and lots of amazing courses, and lots of amazing learnings about myself and you know my past, and and being able to look at my past as an asset to where I am now, rather than what I was like, you know, oh God, this is so shameful, I can't really talk about this. Like who who would want to, you know, people will really judge me if they know this, and it's like <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> It's just you know, sort of the story that I had in my head rather than the reality of it. With all the lessons that Dr. Payne has learned along her journey, she will not change a thing. Do you know, I don't know that I'd say anything because I, I feel that everything that's happened has happened for a reason. And I feel that in a sense that my journey has been predetermined from probably even before I was born. Just live your life because it's all going to make sense in the end. <laughs> I really don't think there's any necessarily wrong choices um i just not as long as you learn from them that's it i, I, I think that that's it i think that you know we, we do things in our life we make mistakes i was listening to um the hamilton hamilton the musical soundtrack i don't know if you've come across that um amazing 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 production and i love the soundtrack and you know i was just thinking about the the different characters in there and you know if they should have done things differently but just recognizing that they all had their part in history and the role that they played was all really important. You've achieved so much in your life and you've you've also been a great role model for your kids but also to you know for social entrepreneurship and ethical um, development and so forth. How much of that success do you think has been due to skill, intelligence and hard work and how much of that has been due to luck? I think we make our own luck. I do. Um, I think... Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I go back to the what happened last night, and you know, I just happened to sit across from uh, across the table from somebody who I, I really believe is going to be influential to my business, and that's not the only experience that I've had. I've had many and many of those. So I think I think it comes back to 
like if anything, the luck comes because you have, you've set an intention and you've set a goal. Um, and then life arranges itself to, to meet that intention. So, yeah, I, I do think that we create that luck by having the intention and setting the intention in the first place. And, and also, also another thing to add to that, setting the intention, but then clearing the barriers out of the way, which is where the personal development work comes in, to make sure that you can meet that. Thank you to Dr. Dion Payne, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you love the show and you're a wholesale investor wanting to learn more about how I got started in alternative investments, where I've been able to use my equity and cash to generate 25 to 30% per annum returns to fast track my passive income goal, then SMS me your name and email address on 04-88-88-3132 to register your interest. Now, in a short space of two years, I've been able to achieve my goal and have tripled my passive income. To find out how, SMS me your name and email address on 04 88 88 31 32.